Music history. You know what I'm saying? Music history. I was re-listening <laughs> to the soundtrack to Greece at your uh at your recommendation. Did I recommend and, you do that? Well, I think that you mentioned Greece. Oh yeah, we mentioned Greece on the last podcast. We yeah, talked about how I don't think I told us about there's the so many things I didn't. No, it's actually terrible. The it's movie, got a couple of good ones. Sean Anna did most of the music for Greece. Do you remember that band, Sean Anna? Uh, is that true though? Because I think. Um, well, yeah. Well, Frankie Valli did the theme song, and also it was a musical before it was a movie. Right. So a, a, I don't think Frankie Valli did the theme song. I'm pretty sure it was Frankie Valli. Was it not Frankie Valli? I'd be embarrassed. Uh, but uh, no, because it was a musical, and so but. The the movie had a lot of new songs written for it. Right. Like most of the most famous songs, actually. Like uh, Hopelessly Devoted to You and uh, blah, blah, blah. But definitely the one that was written by Shanana. Fuck. Yeah. Who it was, was it? Uh, Frankie Valli doing the vocals, but it was written by Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't even know it was Frankie Valli doing the vocals. Frankie Valli doing the vocals. Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees doing Grease the Grease is the uh, word. Sounds writing. much like. Is, are you talking about Grease is the word? Yeah. That sounds way more like a like a Bee Gees song than it does, which is yeah. presumably why they got the uh, Saturday Night that. Fever. Um, See how many songs are credited to being written by Sean Anna? Because <laughs> I know um, one is. Because you can hear those fucking idiots performing it. It's the. Who put the wop in the water wall? Bing, bang, bang, bang. Like these fucking stupid. What's his name? Hot dog from the fucking. Oh no, Bowser. I'm thinking of the comedy bang bang character. Uh, Bowser from fucking Sha Na Na. Um, from what I can see, we go together. That song. Yeah. Uh, from what I can see, the writers credited for most of the songs. Don't have anything to do with a band called Shannon. Okay, but we go together specifically. Well, let me see. Uh, nope, same people. No, bullshit. It says on Spotify it's by Shannon. Are you sure you're not listening to a cover? <laughs> That'd be fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it seems like most of it's written by Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey and on their Wikipedia page. Oh, hang on. Vocals by Shanana. Nice. There you go. So it was we performed together. by. Oh wait, but they're not credited with uh, "We Go Together." <laughs> what the fuck? Yes, they are. That's credited to uh, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Well, sure, it, the main vocals, but like at the end, literally as it fades out, you hear the unmistakable like, "Who put the wop in the wall? Wall of Bing Bang." I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure that. Anyway, so as I was listening to that, um, I was I was listening to it being like, this musical's fucking dumb and weird. Like, I didn't remember, because it's such a... It's, well, you have to watch the movie. It's well, not you, worth just listening to the soundtrack. I've fucking seen the movie, Sean. <laughs> I've seen Grease. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's so integrated as part of, like, our... I, for you and me, I assume you saw it in your childhood. Like, it's oh, yeah. almost like... it's Over like, and over again. What's the word like quotidian? Like is you, you just like see it as back. Like you just, you, it's just one of those things that you saw from such an early age. You just kind of accept it. Yeah, that's how I learned about abortion. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> things like that, right? And it's just, it's, it's a very weird because it's definitely written post the Greece, whatever era the actual Greece or trend would have been happening i think it was probably well, yeah it's, it's in so, the well, 70s but it's from the yeah, it's based in the takes 10, place the 50s. in the 50s yeah. yeah so it's i i don't know exactly how satirical it was meant to be because you have some songs that are like pretty straightforward but then you have it's like a kind of a funny it's like a funny very weird like mean-spirited like beauty school dropout is a weird funny I love song that one. that's one of my favorites yeah i'm sure it is Ooh. it's great yeah this is basically uh it's red pill the song. well <laughs> yeah. no it's mugtail the song it's a big town song <laughs> telling, <for sure. laughs> telling her to fucking buck up and <laughs> yeah go back to school like beauty school dropout uh i think even like the like it's raining on prom nights. There's something about like having the Asiatic flu and like, yeah, there's all these oh, weird yeah. songs in it. And then, uh, like grease lightning is like a, a filthy song. It's talking about like, yeah, pussy wagon, but even like, you know, it ain't worth shit unless it's getting lots of tits. <laughs> yeah, lots of tits. <laughs> like, like, 
the it's, girls are gonna cream or something. Yeah, lots of cream. The chicks will cream. Yeah, yeah, for grease Latin. Yeah, so it's a fucking weird musical. And so I looked up. I was like, was this intended to be satirical? I don't know that it was, but apparently, when you look up the Wikipedia page, it talks about how the early run of the musical was an off-Broadway production that featured R-rated content and profanity and like was like a shock musical. And it got progressively toned down with every production until the most toned-down version, which was the movie. Right. But apparently, the, the, the original musical like the off-broadway version was like pretty fucking uh it's like a i mean they make it sound like it's like a fucking trauma movie or something <laughs> like they said it like it deals with gang violence abortion blah blah which technically so does all the other ones yeah. but it, it says that it's it's laden with shock value and r-rated profanity well maybe r-rated for the time maybe because I mean, uh, the 60s well, no, seventy one. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, R rated was a real thing back then. You know, no, I know it was a real. F- Actually, no, it wasn't. It was X rated back then. But anyway, well, you um, know, but you know what I mean. I mean, like their yeah, standards no, I get, weren't super. I get, I get yeah. what you mean. I, I saw the musical uh, in London in like the nineties, probably. Yeah, uh, and it does. It is more graphic than the movie turned out to be, and it's yeah. more um, kind of, I guess, risque or whatever. Yeah. I, all I remember of it, though. Is uh, the the main character Danny Zuko played by John Travolta in the movie? His there's like a recurring jo- I, I guess it's a joke where his fly is undone and he keeps going shit and pulling it up again. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> now, I remember that being cool because at the time I was what six and I was like <laughs> Danny Zuko's cussing. He's saying shit because his dick's out. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I remember. So I started walking around school the next day, naturally, with my fly open, waiting for people to notice, and then going, <laughs> so you could oh, do it. shit! <laughs> I ended up, like, pulling my shirts through it so that it would be more obvious, you know? What I remember is a weird element of the musical is there's, like, a nerd character named Eugene. Eugene, yeah. Eugene! Yeah, they'd all pick on him. To this day, Eugene, to me, is a name I can't take seriously. Yeah. Because of that. Because of the musical not that really, you saw but, once. No, no, or is no. That anyone, the movie? Is there a Eugene in the movie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and they go, hey, Eugene. And oh, like, well, I guess that's also in the play. They fucking zap his hand with a little handshake buzzer. Yeah, they're dicks. Yeah, man, they're absolute asshole. They're the T-Birds, you know, they're outlaws. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing that's crazy about it is, so in the movie, they, they pick on this Eugene character, and then the very ending has like this weird... Finale. So the production <laughs> Where I Eugene saw. Eugene appears in the background of the fairground with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Supreme gentleman, Eugene. <laughs> no, like when when I saw the musical, it was. I think they must have done something fairly true to the original version because it didn't have it. Because quite frankly, it sucked. <laughs> like it was. It didn't have any of the songs you love from Greece. Didn't have fucking You're the One That I Want. Didn't have uh, um, Hopelessly Devoted to You. That's the best one, I think. I really like that. It's a good ballad. Hopelessly Devoted. Yeah. Olivia Newton-John's on my death pool this year, though. She's she's on her way out. Really? Yeah. Hmm. By the way, did you see that music video that John Travolta and her did a few years ago? No, it sounds depressing. Oh, it is. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> it's, it's not depressing, actually. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm not even exaggerating. Tell me more. What is it? <laughs> I can't. You have to see it. Okay. And then there's no way. For, I'll put a link in, right? And right. I'll play the song at the end. What's funny about it? <laughs> okay, so this was uploaded to Olivia Newton-John's YouTube channel. So YouTube does provide quality content. Yeah. Uh, December 5th, 2012. It's a Christmas song. Big deal because it was her and John Travolta reuniting. Everyone was very excited. It's it ended up. I think you might like it. The song was called "I Think You Might Like It." It got about ten million views. So that's not bad for a couple of old codgers, right? Uh, here it is. It already looks I mean, like it's already? been. <laughs> it looks like it's been made on Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> this is bad looking. Yep. Oh no! Here comes my hometown. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> The dancing, they're doing that line dancing, can't you say? It looks like John Travolta's hair has been drawn up and drawn on with Sharpie. It's like a soul patch, yeah. He's playing 
flying his plane. Yeah, that's, he's, he's definitely not flying a plane right now. He's got pilot's license. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's big into it. Olivia Newton-John's driving very slowly with a bunch of presents in the car. Back to this. Yeah, there's, there's this shot they keep going back to of the two of them standing like in front of the Who the fuck is that? I don't know. three teenage girls. It's a pretty kind of commentary about seeing it. Oh, This looks like. But also, why are they acting as if they're lovers? You know, they've never been romantically mixed. They're both married, so. Yeah, I, now this is one of the best bits. I doubt if they're even friends. So you got this airport here. One of the smallest airports in the world. Yeah, is that what it's supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So maybe a bus station. Might be a bus yeah, station. Maybe a Greyhound station. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But it looks like there's a runway in the background. So oh, you're right. And there's a bunch of like kids coming home and the queen's parents. The song was just playing over the Yeah, like, there's, there's nothing to do with They shot this separately. Yeah. Well, some Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, look, one of them goes to find his, uh, his loving family. The other one's like, yeah, the guy's left out. But. That, <laughs> look, he, he sees the man in blue. What the fuck is going and on? The boy in blue. This is the craziest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Got, John Stroh has a wallet chain. But, and now they're in like Christmas jumpers. Watching, watching it's a wonderful life. That's, is, that's the lyric. Watching oh, it's a wonderful oh, life. That's how the chorus sounds. Alright, old people dancing. That's always funny. Yeah. The old people hits a dab. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the little dance we do. Binky my lucky. Now some other people watching it's a wonderful weapon. I like it. <laughs> yeah, kid dancing. Kid dancing. Yeah, is this Everyone, like their family, you think? Or what's going on? I don't think on? so. I think it's just. Ugh. This is. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I don't know how much of that you want to use or how you want to do that, but I'll just give you... It's impossible just to use man commentary, Just man-to-man, friend-to-friend. But... I'm going to tell you what I think of that. Those two are sick. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are... Have some... F- like, that is true, and I don't mean to stigmatize it. That is true mental illness. Like, everything about it, it looks... I mean, it really does prove that, like, the parody, like, Tim and Eric style parody and shit... Yeah. Just never gets it quite right. No, like because the real thing is always a little odder. Yeah, because yeah, because because yeah, you could see the 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 whatever. The, the sincerity in that. Exactly. That's them being like, this is a really wholesome Christmas song with a video to accompany it, and it's just really odd. One of the comments says, uh, "I love how nobody in this knows how to move like a person would." <laughs> <laughs> Which is true, uh, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, especially. You're just like, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. There's this bit where he's running up to greet her. Like they sort of yeah. walk both at the same time, walk into this big, like, pillared corridor, and yeah. <laughs> they sort of look at each other from a distance, and then eventually, the, and the run goes way too long. <laughs> it cuts back and forth it- <laughs> between them, and then at the very last moment, it, in filmmaking, there's you know you don't break the ninety degree line. Because it's confusing, and then at the very last moment when they finally hug, it breaks the line completely, so they're on the other side of you know, oh. the way they've been running. Because because the camera went to the other side of them. Oh my yeah, god! It's, yeah, it's um, no, I mean it's inept like to its core, but it's more than inept. It's, it's not. It's not like the you know it's not filmed particularly well or whatever. But it's the content, like the sh- and you know that was their you know their idea. What if we had some soldiers coming home? It was and- yeah. <laughs> it, it's a true insight into. I don't know if they're genuinely sick people or if they're completely out of touch with anything. I think. Yeah, it's like they're either genuinely sick and they're like, "This is cool. Like, I love this. This is heartwarming and great." Or they're genuinely sick in the sense that they're like, "Let's make a cynical video that we think will go viral, and that's what they think people like." Either way, I don't yeah, know. Like, I'm it could sure. be just a cute home movie. 
which is uh, it's not a home movie. They put some money into it, and they. You know. I mean, very little. I would imagine that yeah. was done. Like, I think Olivia Newton-John edited that. <laughs> like, it does look like based it. these credits on, at the beginning yeah. that look like Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, but, um, it's pretty odd. And John Travolta, yeah. I've always been kind of fascinated by because. He's an interesting guy, it's just, for sure. There's something very odd about him. I mean, I loved him yeah. when I was a kid, too, because I loved yeah. Grease and Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Um, and then growing up a little bit, it's kind of like how I loved Michael Jackson when I was a kid, and then growing up a bit, you're like, ooh. Yeah. What was I into? Same with John Travolta. I mean, he's got... Um, even if you look back at Grease, right, there are bits in Grease. You know, everyone has a joke like impression of John Travolta where it's like, oh, my God, yeah. or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. In Grease... You know the end of uh, Summer Nights, mm-hmm. where he goes, Summer Dreams, Summer Nights, yeah. it's like a, a slow version. No, no, right oh. before that, the O. Oh. It's, it's meant to be like, but, oh. oh. And John Travolta goes, eh. <laughs> and you can see his face is like really big on the yeah. screen. Eh. Yeah. Watch that. Go go find Summer Nights on YouTube and yeah. go right to the end and just see him do that. And you're looking at him and go, what? I, when I watched this in a dark, I just played that bit over and over again. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck is he doing? And why the fuck did they leave that in? Yeah. Why did they take that? They use that take. Maybe, did he do that every time? <laughs> like that. <laughs> they loved it. I mean, obviously, he's syncing to music that he's already recorded, but his face, man, like, yeah. ugh. It's, it's such a genuinely creepy. It's such a fucking tacky, corny thing to say, but like, that movie does feel very, like, coked out in a weird way. Like, it's a movie mm. that doesn't feel like it had a lot of editorial. If, if it's like it's like the movie is so it's it's really very strange like if you really look at that movie it's like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but it's also in like infectious like there's a reason everyone loves it so yeah. much it's a fun enjoyable and it's also very movie. simple i think if you're pointing out plot holes like cin- cinema sins you know it's no no almost, no that's not what i'm talking about i just doing. mean the weird like choices like the ugh. yeah oh no there's a lot of that yeah. but there's yeah. also um you, you know, like even as a kid, I thought it, it felt like it was missing scenes towards the end. Yeah, because there's no a very sense. quick yeah. transition from Olivia Newton-John having been kind of spurned by Danny Zuko, yeah. and then her ultimate conclusion is, "I'm just going to become a big hoe," and he'll like that. Well, and he does. A, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so by the way, you would think they'd go, "No, actually, I don't want you like this. I love you just the way you are." But instead, he goes like. Wowza! So, You're electrifying. By the way, this is always the point everyone makes about that movie is like, and and I've always thought that as well. I'm like, that's weird that like the end of the movie is she just dresses up she in leather, it up, and but then she's like, starts smoking. Then she's like, you better shape up, do do do. Yeah, she's telling him to like, improve himself. Yeah, but but we never see him do that because it's the no, end. Of they the just movie. Dry, they just fly away in their car. Yeah, <laughs> but. So what I did was when I looked up the musical, one of the first things it says about it, about the original production, is that the guy wrote it as a, he didn't use the word satire, but he said it's a subversion of 50s romances where generally in those old 50s romances, there would be a good girl and a, and a bad guy gangster, and she would eventually change him, like tame him to become yeah. a good guy. And he said he thought that it was like a fun, <laughs> subversive move to make her get pulled into the bad world instead. But that's not how it's framed at all in the movie. It's not like Right, a- well, because the You Better Shape Up thing is not in the original musical. Right. They sing a song called Stuck on You or something like that. Okay. So, I mean, I really would like to see the original musical again, and, and uh-huh. I, think, I think we're dealing with a, like, a very weird... It's like one of those things that's been changed so many times that like even when they do it now, they still usually include like you're the one that I want and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, because yeah, it's such a good song. I don't think anyone's producing the original one anymore, are they? Right, because I'll bet you probably the original one is not great. Or at least comparatively, because when you go to see it, the movie's so ubiquitous and overshadows the original so much that similar I hear with Rocky Horror. Like right. apparently the play is very different from the movie or at least meaningfully different in certain ways mm-hmm. but the but when everyone anyone everyone whenever anyone does it now as a play rather than a shadow cast they fucking like they basically do a play version of the movie mm-hmm. yeah yeah that little, happens. little shop of horrors same thing yeah mm-hmm. musicals huh. i love musicals man i could talk about musicals all day 
Yeah, I, I'm a bat on my end. I think I can talk what? about what about let my people. T- what about let my people come? <laughs> let my people come. Yeah, yeah. They're still making. They're still producing that in like tiny theaters in New York. Is that so? Yeah, it's stuck around. Let my people come. If you don't know, it was a nineteen. Se- uh, yeah, I think early seventies. Uh, sex positive musical mm-hmm. off Broadway. Um, it, it was like it kind of came a bit late. I think. Because, you know, there were all the, like, hair and things like was that in the 60s. Hair? Yeah, it was post-hair. Mm. So it kind of missed the boat on, wow, shocking and, like, free love theater. is You know, it's represented in theater now. No, and it was a bit, I think it misjudged uh, just how kind of crude he could be. <laughs> and I think it was like, well, let's go even further. So they have songs like Come In My Mouth and... Uh, <laughs> They're going for the it. The cunnilingus champion of Company C, done yeah. to the tune of Boogie Woogie Boogie Boy. Yeah. Um, it's really good, though, I think, <laughs> as yeah. a kind of novelty. Uh, it, the, I, I just learned recently, actually, I can't believe I never knew this, but it was nominated for a Grammy, the soundtrack album. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, in the 70s. Oh, it was a hit, huh? In the 70s, that album was nominated for a Grammy, which is kind of yeah. unfathomable now. You yeah, it's funny when you when you find a musical that you think is... I mean, I think Let My People Come is obscure by any standard. It's certainly obscure. But when I was last in New York, they were performing it in a theater somewhere. And I right. did, I never managed to go, but I wish I had. You get almost shocked to where you start to wonder, like, are there just not that many musicals to where eventually, like, somewhere one is always in production? Because I used to think that, um, like, Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson was a kind of obscure musical. It's obscure enough. I don't know. It's uh, It was an off-Broadway musical which Hamilton actually almost completely ripped off in a way, which is, but it's it's much funnier than Hamilton, much kind of, it's a little different. But basically, it's a rock musical using like, especially like the aesthetics of emo in a kind of a parodic way. But it's a it's about Andrew Jackson. And right. it, ma- it makes Andrew Jackson like a sexy emo rock star person. But it's very... It's very crass and it's very satirical, a little bit like Avenue Q-ish or whatever. And it has like all these mm-hmm. jokes about like, you know, fucking slaughtering natives and stuff like that. Wonderful. Um, but it's it's a really good musical. And it was written by this guy, uh, Michael Friedman, who also did. And John Ronson probably <laughs> loves this guy because he was part of this company that did uh, they did journalism and they would make musicals based on their journalistic output. And and Michael Friedman did a a really great musical. Which, I mean, I've never seen it, but it made a really great soundtrack of a musical called Pretty Filthy, which is all about porn. 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 Yeah. In song. Yeah. And um and that's that's hot shit too. So yeah, look up guys, look up the musicals of Michael Friedman. He did Fortress of Solitude, Pretty Pretty Na- uh, Pretty Filthy, and Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. If you're if you don't know. He died of AIDS, like just a few years ago, actually. Fuck yeah, good for him. Who the fuck is dying of AIDS now? I know. It's that's not often that's hear about real that. Broadway. If you're dying of AIDS <laughs> dying in the of 2010s, AIDS, you you're true Broadway. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever see that fucking Queen musical? What's no, it called? I Little don't Rocky? Like, I can't Jesus stand Christ, a jukebox musical. Terrible. Fucking kill me with yeah, a jukebox musical. It's one of the musical. worst things ever. I saw it yeah. when I was young as well, and yeah. even then. I don't even like Queen that much, if I'm being perfectly frank. But no, nah. well, actually, no, I do. But, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't like anything. That, yeah. I don't like anything associated with them post yeah. like 1985. Probably. Yeah. I mean, the fuck it. Uh, I will never stop talking about Bohemian Rhapsody, which they're apparently talking about making a sequel to. What would that <laughs> entail? <laughs> Brian May fucking going oh, yeah, on Strictly Come Dancing or whatever the fuck. Walking yeah. around looking like a barrister. I mean, I, that was unbelievable to me. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I'm curious about, I mean, what? Are, that's an interesting thing we can talk about. We can make this the Broadway Boys episode. Actually, can we talk about Alton John for a little bit? Sure. Just while we were on the subject, because I thought of Bohemian Rhapsody and I thought of Rocket Man, which was mm-hmm. like the more popular musical biopic of those years. Uh, Elton John, my parents went to see him recently and they said he was as good as ever. Sure. Absolutely on I fire, blah, blah, blah. No, did you see his performance from Lockdown? <laughs> I mean... He contributed the performance from his garden, uh, professionally shot, uh, where he's on his piano in the garden singing I'm Still Standing. I don't know I'm gonna, that song, but 
I'm gonna feel. You don't know that song? No, I don't know any Elton Jesus. John songs. Jesus, uh, you will have heard it. Okay. I'm gonna feel really bad if he's recently had some kind of stroke or something that I didn't know about, <laughs> or something else. Yeah, but he is not pronouncing any consonants. Oh, <laughs> he's doing this. No, really. He's doing this performance of the song. He's just going like, it's fucking bizarre and. You, uh, like to think, my parents just recently were like, hey, "It was amazing. He's as good yeah. as ever." And I'm like, "Was the sound really bad in that? Play? If this yeah. is how he's singing now, it's one of the worst things ever." May I just a little? You play for me? Just a oh, little. please do. You yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Quite fucking bizarre. Yeah, please do. This is for everybody out there who's been working perfectly on the eloquently spoken. In his, thank you for all seems your like he's all there together. Doesn't while he's seem talking. like he's had a stroke. Yeah, yeah. but then thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, sounds great. Playing, his, his hands were already a little his hands stiff, were, It's supposed to be for this song. Okay. It's a, it's a staccato number. Yeah, very staccato. I know the lyrics to this song. I don't, but I don't know them now either. <laughs> Looking like a tube of leather. Okay, I, got, I heard that one. The pizza death of my life. I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, he didn't pronounce it. This is yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I also, <laughs> can turn it off for a second. It sounds like gibberish. The other <laughs> great thing about this, though, is uh, it. <laughs> As it's going, the camera's going. You're right. It is professionally yeah, shot because it's, yeah. it's got cameras going around his piano, which he's stationed in his backyard, in, in front of his basketball net. In front of his <laughs> That's what I was about to say. With two unused balls <laughs> yeah. sitting at the bottom of the hoop, and I'm like, "Is Elton John shooting hoops?" <laughs> Well, also, does he maybe not have a yard big enough to put the piano anywhere anywhere out of range no. of a bouncing he basketball? He put that in on purpose so that we all think he's like... He's hip. Yeah, catch yeah. him on the court and he's trouble. Maybe that's why he can't sing. Maybe he got winded in a, in a hoop shooting yeah. match. <laughs> yeah, he just I mean, beat the shit out of LeBron, actually. But LeBron's it, it sounds like absolute... Ju- you remember on, yeah. um, on 30 Rock, The Rural Juror? Yeah, that recurring joke, and she sings yeah. a song. I think in the final episode, actually, she sings a song from the movie, and it's just like yeah. it's a bunch of words that sound, you know, kind of slurry. Yeah, that's what this sounds like. It sounds mm-hmm. like absolute gibberish. I know the lyrics to the song, and I can't hear. Sounds them. like a cut from the rural juror. Yeah, it <laughs> pretty much does. Yeah, let's keep going. What? I don't want to spoil it. No, let it, let it play. You can cut out the end. I just want to see the rest of this. I'm too tired. Oh, he's pleased. He's very pleased with himself. He's chuffed, as you might see. Is he trolling us? Maybe. <laughs> Still play piano just fine. I think he actually messed up a note just then. But... It actually sounds like the piano might be like slightly out of tune or something. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Look at his fat little fingers going across the keys. God, people should really just vanish from the public eye when they turn 30. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Including us. <laughs> yeah. Next year. Four out. Thank you. Yeah, when he talks, he, he sounds totally normal. eloquently. That, that's yeah. what I don't get. I'm like, what is he up yeah, to? He's out shooting hoops, then he but gets giving, on there and he's, He keeps yeah. giving us these wee looks, like these wee kind of like little grins and smirks yeah, and he's, winks. He's trolling us. I almost wonder if he is. Well, if you want to talk about great quarantine entertainment, click out of this real quick and look up Randy Newman. Oh, Christ. W- wash <laughs> your hands. 
He wrote an original uh, song. Is it satirical? Everything Randy Newman does is satirical. Including making a ton of Disney money from doing those very satirical songs for Toy Story. (laughs) Including saying the N-word. Are you aware of that? In old songs, yeah. Not in the The Toy Story songs. (laughs) No. (laughs) That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? (laughs) Oh, the 90s seems so long ago. (laughs) You got him. (laughs) Instead of friend, it's the soft day. You know so, that you're mad. <laughs> you know what? Someone made actually a very funny. Uh, it was Antonia, actually. We were talking about. They made a very funny joke about. Uh, Antonia made a funny joke? Yeah, believe it or cool. not. Because um, someone that we both know, when I was doing my Instagram reading out loud series, this fucking guy who has a way better voice than me. He was like, I'm going to do one as well, and it's going to be me reading Mark Twain out loud. And like he's sitting in front of a... It's like way better than mine, but luckily he didn't have the follow-through to do more than one episode. Mm-hmm. At least not that I saw. Uh, but it was like... I was like, oh, he's coming for my fucking spot, man. Like, And he's doing it better. He's going to run me out of the game. <laughs> the fucking reading out loud on Instagram game. But anyway, I was saying like, well, you know what? Joke's going to be on him because eventually, if he's reading Mark Twain long enough, he's going to have to say the N word on public. <laughs> of a, and, she, and then we were talking about like teachers getting fired for you know saying the N word when they read. But don't they call Huckleberry him? Finn. Don't they call him Nimble Jim now? Isn't that how they? No, they do not call it, him. Yeah, Nimble in the, in the Jim. revised text that they were going to school, isn't that what they replaced it with? Nimble Jim. If that's true, that's... I mean, it's hilarious. I don't want to go on record, but that's not okay. <laughs> but uh, I... Nimble Jim. But what she was saying is, what if when teachers had to do that, they just... Their solution was to replace it with the soft A? <laughs> like, that to did, them is the good idea. Did you ever see that teacher who, who says that oh, he yes. used soft A? <laughs> oh, yes. No, if we're going back oh, to E-Bombs World videos. Yeah. That was one of them. There's some news report of a teacher who's being... He didn't even... This shows how long ago it was. He didn't yeah. even get fired and lose his job and get <laughs> yeah. shot and get fucking shit thrown at his children. down! <laughs> yeah, uh, so it was a news report and this teacher, evidently, to a black student who was being unruly, uh, uh, told him to sit down, N-word. And, and he, he's on this news report like defending himself. Defending go- and he has a diagram. He has a diagram where he's like, I use the one with the soft A. That's okay. That's the one they say to each other. I didn't use the bottom one. I would never say that. I would always... And he goes at one point, he's like... He looks like fucking Stephen Root uh, yeah, from yeah, Office yeah. Space. What's yeah, his face? Milton? Yeah. Yeah, he looks like that. So that's already yeah. funny. Yeah. And uh, it's, it starts with an interview with the kid. Like, the black kid is just yeah. like, well, yeah, that's what he said. He said that. Yeah. And it's very serious. And then he goes to him and he's got his little diagram ready yeah. where he's written them out like uh, like in a classroom. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I always make I always make sure that I emphasize the ah at the end uh, <laughs> to make sure that people know what I was saying. Yeah. Uh, that video made me fucking that's again nothing funnier than the real thing. That's completely genuine. That's not a teacher yeah, trying true. to get attention. That yeah. is a teacher genuinely. Yeah. Just, okay. Anyway. So do you have the Randy Newman pulled up? Well Wash he has a few he has a few quarantine songs. It's I think stay away. There? Is it the one that's called Stay Away? Yeah, maybe it was called there. Stay Away. Maybe it's not All called right, Washington. Sorry about that. It's, I mean, first of all, good to be here. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a toad. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's doing his bits. He's doing his bits. All right, yeah. let's see. This is a song I wrote for uh, public radio. Uh, they wanted me to do a public service announcement to stay away and stay six feet away and wash your hands. So I wrote a song instead, and people are saying it's the greatest song uh, ever written or that they've heard. Uh, a lot of people are saying it. Uh, I'm not. It's it's they who are saying. Doing a little Trump humor. He has some blank sheet music in front of him. First off, it's Granddad drunk at Christmas. <laughs> I mean, if he 
joking. No, that's not real. I mean, it's a comedy song, but like, you're not sure where the comedy is for him. Right. I think the comedy to him is the lyrics. Like, yeah. he thinks he's like a Tom Lehrer type. Yeah. But we think of him as like a Wesley Willis type. Well, he he can't. His voice is so low that you can't. Yeah. He, yeah. They didn't mic him. <laughs> they didn't bother to mic him. That. That's a good soundboard. Stay away from me. <laughs> oh, dude. All right, you can cut it. It doesn't get it. It's, when you get it, you get it. Yeah. Um, they, I, we got to clip that and get a nice... We got to get a poor quality soundboard. I think that's probably like, one of the features for the new season. You yeah. press a button and it's just... Stay away from me. Stay away from me. <laughs> and then there's another one that's... Cheez-Its. Like all the great quotes from... There's one that's promo code PEN. <laughs> yeah. So, we can, so that we're... Porn. Porn. So that we can do uh, PQP prank calls. <laughs> and then one is just special. We prank call John Ronson with John Ronson. <laughs> one is just stolen audio from Crank Anchors. <laughs> all the most offensive special ed material. <laughs> Yeah, but that that's quite fascinating because I've never really got Randy Newman because I heard you know I understood that he I mean, was he's just like a, a, a humorist. He's like I a guess. humorous yeah. songwriter, but you know I think a lot of the songs from you know short people is it short people short you know, people got, got no reason, got no to, reason live. to live yeah, yeah all of that and like, <laughs> I love L A and all of that and it's like very gentle humor yes and I you know I think okay well I get it at the time that was probably quite whatever but yeah. now it, it doesn't resonate with me in the same way because also from that era you know you had Frank Zappa Warren Zevon and all yeah, these people yeah it's funny that's no, for yeah, sure but a, yeah. no but you had a lot of other people who were doing quote unquote serious music with funny content yeah. so I don't know you never really registered with me and then I saw that and <laughs> my mind's changed this. <laughs> yeah I think uh, I think he's uh, he's actually got something going on there that... <laughs> well um, I mean obviously the best I've talked about it many times that the best musical comedian was Tom Lehrer. You love Tom Lehrer. Who's still alive, I think. Yeah, I think he just retired. He just retired from UC Santa Cruz where he taught math. That's crazy. He's got to be about 100. Uh, no, he was working in like the 60s. In the 60s, but he was already pretty. He was like he was 40. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was on his way. Let's see how old Tom Lehrer is. Yeah, he's, probably, is he's episode, probably in his 80s by now, yeah. Tom but Tom Lehrer, Lehrer is like... A great musician and a great humorist, and he... Uh, 92, yes. 92, Jesus. He made the very wise decision to, like... He could have gone so much further with his music. Like, he really could have. He made basically two albums, three. Right. And, like, he did a few songs for... He had, like, a ladder phase where he was, like, doing a few songs for the electric company and stuff. Like, he did the kids' music at one point. But, like, all together, the guy's got, like, four albums you can find. And, right. and two of them are, like, compilations. <laughs> um, but uh, he, in interviews, like, he rarely does interviews. He just doesn't want to be a part of it. He just wants to do what he does for a living, which is fucking teach math. Yeah. And uh, he... One of the greatest quotes in an interview, he was just like... People have this weird thing in their head where they think I'm a songwriter. Mm -hmm. In point of fact, I've written maybe 30 songs in my whole life. And what I've done most of my life is I've been a math teacher. <laughs> That's my profession. And I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah, good and for it kind of happened man. by accident. But yeah. did you ever have a teacher that had like another thing? You know, they had a, they had a thing that I'm going to teach using my creative powers. Did oh, you ever yeah. have a teacher who oh, pulled yeah. out a guitar or whatever? No, I never had that, unfortunately. No, maybe, I hear it's a pretty common thing that a teacher will bring in a guitar. And oh, show wait, off no, yeah. We had shit. Mr. Bodecker in seventh grade. He was in like a kind of a, a grunge band in the <laughs> 2000s. He taught like science and math or something. And the school I went to was called uh, McParland, right? It was named after a guy. And the last name was, and his name was McParland. I would imagine. Uh, but. So we had what we called Red Ribbon Week, which was uh, like a dare thing. We were very, my whole area was very into dare when yeah. I was a kid. So the dare campaign, we would tie these red ribbons onto the fence that were like, dare to resist drugs or whatever. And so you'd drive by the school and on the fence would say, dare to resist drugs. Awesome. Yeah, it ruled. But so for Red Ribbon Week, Mr. Bodecker uh, wrote and recorded an original song for Red Ribbon Week, which um, they played for us 
but we didn't have like like a lot of schools we didn't have closed circuit tv or whatever so we just heard it over like the intercom like the intercom where the announcements would be like you know like students please report to the assembly like that shitty like so his song got played through that so you could barely fucking hear it mm-hmm. and yet even through there i remember the chorus it was like the choice is up to you mcparlin red ribbon week because it was like a grunge band so he kind of uh-huh. sang like eddie so better that, right yeah yeah and then I was in Mr. Bodecker's class when they played that for the first time, and he was like acting humble about it at first. He was like, "Oh yeah, they asked me oh, to, this whole thing. <laughs> they asked you to record a song, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, it's a crazy thing about this. Well, actually, I can show you." And he goes into the corner of his room and he pulls <laughs> out his guitar, like David Brent. <laughs> yeah, he pulls out his fucking guitar and he's like, oh, "I can Jesus, show you." And he's man. like, "This one actually has like a cool." Uh, it's in drop D and it has like a cool <laughs> chord change in it. Drop D, by the way, is basically if you can't figure out how to play bar chords, you drop the lower string so that you don't have to. Oh, I don't it's know. Like, it's, like, it's not even a tuning. It's standard tuning, but with one string made easier. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Mr. Bodecker. You know, the sad thing about that guy is I thought he was the coolest, rockinest fucking teacher because he had like the big beard and everything. And he was like, he was kind of like the wacky, crazy teacher. Uh-huh. Although he did lose his shit on me once, I remember. <laughs> Because I was drawing gory pictures in class and I didn't want him to see. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Is that not normal? <laughs> what were you doing? I was, I was drawing in class, but the thing I happened to be drawing was very gory. It's like a Cannibal Corpse album cover. <laughs> it was. A, it was. I was drawing a guy who had had the top half of his skull kind of cut off with his brain exposed, and it was being like spread open by kind of like mechanical mm. arms and having the galaxy put into it yeah, fuck yeah brother <laughs> <laughs> and it said ego death at the top <laughs> uh but i mean we're talking like early seventh grade but anyway he comes over because he just caught me you know not paying attention in class drawing so he goes to take this picture and like he's gonna just take it and like throw it away and he just like and so i flip over my paper real quick because i don't want to see the gory drawing and he fucking like pulls it and like we get in like a tug war with it. <laughs> and he goes and he goes, What is it? He goes, he goes, Let me see it. And I go, No. And he just goes, Don't you say no to me? <laughs> and then he like he like went out, he like took me outside and he's like, Don't you ever say no to me? <laughs> it was a whole thing. For such a cool teacher, he really didn't want to be told no. Those are the ones, the, the cool yeah. and wacky ones are the ones who have something to hide, and they're the ones who get, they really flip out. In oh, my yeah. experience, it's always the coolest ones. Yeah, like one geography teacher that everyone liked because he was kind of cool and fun and funny yeah. or whatever and didn't seem to take everything too seriously. I saw him once drag a fucking, would have been nine years old at the time, drag a kid across all the tables in the room and oh throw them outside. God, Literally yes. dragged him by the by the scruff of the neck and Fuck, knocked yeah. all these tables over, yeah. dragged them out. He got suspended for that. Yeah, yeah I, that was awesome. I was kind of like low-key obsessed with Mr. Bodecker, the science teacher. I remember I found his MySpace. He was one of the only teachers that was on MySpace. Uh-huh. And it was like under Heroes, he wrote one of the other teachers <laughs> at our school, right? Ken Johnson, Mr. Johnson. And it was weird because he also kind of outed him as being universally hated by the other faculty. Because he wrote under Heroes, he said, I got one hero, Ken Johnson, a.k.a. Top Dog, D-A-W-G. And he goes, all the other all the other faculty say, don't end up like Ken. But I, <laughs> but I say, watch and learn. <laughs> like, this is just publicly... <laughs> By extension, he's telling all students yeah. don't end up like Ken. Yeah, yeah. Don't end up like this cunt, but I think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, it's so, I'm using all their real names too, which is fucked up, I guess. Whatever, they're never going to hear this. Ken Johnson. They're probably fucking dead by now. They probably COVID got him. Yeah, I wonder how many of my teachers yeah. are dead. There yeah. are a few I hope are, but yeah. I had a uh, guitar teacher once. I didn't do guitar lessons for long mostly because of the experience I had with this guy. His name was Mr. Mizzen. Yeah. And if you hear that name, Mr. Mizzen, yeah. that's exactly how he looked as well. Yeah. You got an image in your head right now? Yep. You're probably right. Yeah. He wore socks and sandals, obviously. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the time I was, uh, I must have been 11, 12, and, uh, you know, I wanted to learn like Green Day and fucking Nirvana yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. 
And he was like, well, no, no, no. He was obsessed with teaching good King Wenceslas on the guitar. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, good, yeah, literally good King Wenceslas. And, uh, That's not, I don't even know what that would sound like on guitar. Exactly. Are you just plucking ding, the strings? Ding, ding. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> And you know he kind of he kind of like dangled Nirvana and stuff like a carrot because he was always yeah. like, oh, well, I don't know about that. You can't but, learn, you can't learn rape me until you learn good King <laughs> Wenceslas <laughs> until you absolutely ace <laughs> we three kings. <laughs> Fucking oh come all you faithful. It was like summer. I <laughs> only King Wenceslas. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so I only had a, and he was like one of those guitars. He had like you know long fingernails for plucking yeah. the strings and stuff. It was just like we shouldn't have been teaching kids, really. Like, yeah. I can understand like it's some some other old fogey wanting to learn that shit from him. You know, <laughs> yeah. if you're really lucky, I'll teach you the kinks if you don't tell anyone. But uh, one time, you know, I'm like fucking sitting there showing him that I've been practicing my good king winter slash. <laughs> It's like next week I'll teach you hot cross buttons. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there playing it, and he just starts farting. <laughs> I'm not even. That's why I was like smiling because it's, I remember it so clearly. He just starts farting, but he doesn't like immediately react. Uh-huh. So I'm like ding ding ding, and he goes like that. And we're in a small room together, just like facing each other, and he's sitting there, just like little like. <laughs> A little kind of grin on his face. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he did that, like, once and ignored it. And yeah. I kind of tried to ignore it, too. Because I was 11. I didn't want to, like, get, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, you can't. I, yeah. I didn't want any conflict. Yeah, what so, else did you do? So he fired, and I was like, okay, just carry on playing my good mm-hmm. king. Then I smelt it. And, like, and then um, he did it again uh, <laughs> a, a, about 10 minutes later. And he just went, he just, like, waved his hand and went, oh, get down. <laughs> That's what he said. Get down. Like very calmly. Like didn't show any embarrassment. Didn't show any uh, any remorse. Certainly. <laughs> the second time when he realized it had become too obvious to, to ignore, he just goes, "Oh, get down." <laughs> Which I thought was fucking insane. And yeah, I quit pretty soon after that. <laughs> Where have you been hiding that story? That's fucking uh, Honestly, I didn't even remember it until we started talking about <laughs> teachers and music. Yeah, Mr. Mizzen. Fucking good king Wenceslas. I think he also, what else did he teach? He taught, well, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, of course. Of course but that, yeah. that was out of the way pretty quick. And then yeah. he was like, all right, we can move on to good king Wenceslas. These are the songs you learn on the recorder. <laughs> Literally, it was really yeah. bizarre that he was like, teaching us. I was it. like, I was only half joking when it's like, it sounds like hot cross buns would be in the repertoire. Yeah, but then after that, mm. he, he did say, "All right, now we can move on to some blues." And uh, yeah. the, the blues was something that I think he'd written. It was basically like yeah. a, you know, like just a blues scale. Yeah. Do 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 do. Awesome. <laughs> do 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 do. And I guess, you know, he taught me the blue scale. It's the same blue scale I use now. But yeah, I, yeah. now it's hard to <laughs> hard to think of. Whenever I sit down with my guitar, sometimes I still think of him sitting opposite me. I, I remember... Oh, get down. <laughs> I remember... That's why uh, I never became a successful musician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think of that every sitting time. Sitting down at my first concert ready to play. And so I just think, oh, get down. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to take a break there. Max keeps waking up my infant daughter too, with his laughter. Too jovial. Yeah, three Unc- times, apparently. Unky Max. <laughs> and this isn't even one of the more high-octane podcasts. If anything, this is a low-energy podcast right now. We're talking about oh, like, I music don't think teachers. So Are you crazy? I've been cra- This is the hardest I've laughed since... Uh, I mean, that's a great story. I don't want to sit here and interrupt the podcast by praising something and, we it's, said ab- 10 and it's absolutely ago. true if you want to fact check it you yeah. can ask my mom next time you see her yeah. why i quit learning guitar well, i'll say this when i was in band in high school so i, I got into band and in, i was in band from fourth to 10th grade so i played and i played alto saxophone i played for quite a Seriously? while mm-hmm. i never knew that about you yep terrible i was absolutely <laughs> dog shit at it what made you choose saxophone I thought it was cool. Lisa Simpson played it. 
And Lisa Simpson oh, was cool. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was cool, I guess. I don't know. And so I also didn't know that alto is not the same as tenor. Well, you no, know, it's cool. Literally the well, I guess what I mean is I didn't know there were different types of saxophones. Oh, I see what you mean. You uh, thought it was just the saxophone. Yeah. Right. So I was like, oh, surely I'll be able to play cool, smooth jazz. But no, I'm going to play <laughs> yeah, shitty honking alto. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I played alto sax for like six years, and I was absolutely fucking dog shit at it. How I was can you play something for six years and not be any good at it? Well, you don't practice and you don't care. Okay. Because you're like, why the fuck would I want to play this shit? <laughs> um, it it was just like a thing that just I kind of started doing and then didn't stop and never practiced and like left my instrument at the school all the time. They'd be like, take your instrument home and practice. And I'm like, no problem, boss. I just leave it <laughs> in the back room. But I would go back there and, um, I mean, it was crazy how little I was invested. Like, I remember going on whole field trips with the band that I didn't even, like, know I was going on until, like, that morning. Like, I would just get there and they'd be like, we're going to the local college to play in, like, a competition. And I was like, huh? Okay, what are we playing? (laughs) They're like, this sheet music. I'm like, am I supposed to have this memorized? Like, I just (laughs) did not pay attention at all. It's crazy. Uh, but anyway, we went there, and um, uh, the point is, I was terrible. Like, I didn't know any of the scales or anything. Like, we'd do warm-ups, and they'd be like, okay, play the E-flat major scale or whatever. And I would just play the same scale every time for whatever scale they asked for. Brilliant. Yeah, I was second chair, but there were only two saxophones. <laughs> so <laughs> I was. I'm sure if there was a, a third one, I would have been bumped down to third chair. Anyway... In fourth grade, we had a music teacher named Mrs. Husselstein. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's a good name. And I remember everyone having a big crush on her, but I think it was because she was the only teacher who was like below 50. <laughs> it was a female teacher below 50, and everyone was. And I remember trying to impress her. I lied. She was like, What did you kids do for over the weekend? And I was like, I got a new pet. And she was like, oh, what'd you get? I was like, I got a white tree frog and I named it Gilligan. <laughs> Complete fucking. Where the fuck is the story coming from and going? I, I... It's going nowhere. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just realizing what a fucking weird kid I was in retrospect. Is it true? Did you get a white tree frog? No, it was Gilligan? a complete lie. Were you trying to impress her? Yes, I just said that. Oh. <laughs> All right. My... What were you expecting to happen? Her to go, ooh. <laughs> This guy's dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. This guy's going to get me fired. <laughs> you know, it's White Tree Frog Gilligan. <laughs> it's not even like a cool name for a frog. So fucking stupid. Yeah. I used to go to Petco all the time in my free time and look at the small animals. This is 100% real. I'm just remembering this. Well, you should have been practicing your fucking saxophone. <laughs> yeah, you were staring at the fucking hamsters. Yeah, because my dad... So my dad lived in um, Roseville, which is a suburb of Sacramento. And I, I would just be allowed to kind of walk freely, despite, in retrospect, being very young. And so I would just walk around town by myself. But one of the things within walking distance was like there was a bunch of cool shit, like a Barnes and Noble. Or it was actually a Borders, but uh, it was like a Borders, all this shit. But one of them was a Petco. And okay. I would go into this Petco every weekend that I was up there by myself and just like admire the small pets. And I would be tell my dad, I'd be like, hey, dad, I think I want to get a tortoise. And he'd be like, yeah, sure, you can get a tortoise. You got to do X amount of chores, though. And I was like, cool. And then I never got the fucking Never tortoise. got a tortoise, yeah. Yeah, I did. In the, the only small pet I ever was able to finagle out of my dad was I had a hamster at one point. Mm-hmm. And that thing was... Actually, lived a good couple of years, and then it just died in its cage. As hamsters do. Yeah. Yeah. It lived, lived hamsters quite a while, suck. They're, they're, I never named her. My uh, poor hamster. <laughs> never bothered. That was another <laughs> thing you didn't get around to doing. <laughs> yeah. Practicing and naming And yet you can pet. come up with the name for an imaginary tree frog. <laughs> Just like that. Well, no, no, no. The reason I said that to her was because I had been fantasizing about doing that for what? probably months. 
I'm going to build up the courage to lie to my teacher about a tree frog that I found, hoping that she'll drop her fucking, I don't know, like, blow my bassoon. God, that sounds so fucking crazy. I, I might need to go to a shrink or something. Like sometimes when I, I think, think that's what's happening right now. Yeah, sometimes when I think about my weird things I did when I was a kid, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Well, but, yeah, the you've Gilligan- been planning that for months. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've been planning to well, tell no, your no, teacher. No. I was no, no. I mean that you yes. got a tree frog and it was white. I'd and probably you been planning that for weeks, but for months Even I had been still. looking. I had been eyeballing a white tree frog, an albino tree frog at Petco, oh, and really? being like, "I want to, I want to buy that frog and name him Gilligan." <laughs> And you never got around to it, but you later lied to your teacher that you did get it. Correct. Wow. And nobody ever, I don't recall maintaining the lie. Like, nobody ever came around asking, like, hey, Max, what's up with Gilligan? No, because no one cared. Yeah, I would no imagine. One gave two shits. Another dull thing he said to a teacher this time, yeah. That is a weird thing to. Lie that's, about though. It's not like even sociopathic. It's, isn't not even it? a, like, it's not even an achievement or a quality <laughs> or anything like that. It's um, it's not an anecdote. It's just <laughs> false information. <laughs> no, it's just it's just fake facts. <laughs> just fake news. Yeah. And that was the day fake news was invented. <laughs> yeah. I told Mrs. Hustlestein, the band teacher, that I fucking you acquired it. Well, if got a frog named Gilligan. Well, what's funny? How old were you at this time? Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. Like I don't know. Fucking probably. How, however old you are, in maybe fifth grade? I don't know. I, Still too old to be lying. <laughs> too old to be telling weird lies. <laughs> Confusing lies more than anything. Yeah, stupid lies. I'm like, why? The other thing I got really into was uh, I was really I was really into God for a minute there. Because <laughs> I was raised relatively secular. And um, I had a friend in fourth grade named Hunter Champ. I'm really doxing everyone on this podcast. <laughs> Hunter Champ is a fucking <laughs> yeah. cooler name, though. <laughs> so- Who are all these people with these great names coming from your past? <laughs> Jessica Hasselstein, uh, something Bodecker, Hunter, Hunter Champ. Hunter sounds Champ. like an effects yeah. pedal for electric guitar. The Hunter <laughs> Champ. <laughs> Hunter Champ was a weird... I got more about Hunter Champ after this, but I met Hunter Champ, and he told me that... Um, you know he told me about god and i kind of had not really gotten the news prior to that and i mean like i knew the concept but i didn't know how severe the whole thing was because he basically told me like oh no you you don't understand like anything that's not christian like any media that's not christian if you consume it you're going to hell oh he was like one of them yeah he was he was letting me know He's trying to save your soul, dude. He, well, he made me very afraid to read Harry Potter, and he made me very afraid to listen to Weird Al. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, there might be a god, and I might be going to hell, because I distinctly remember this. Standing there in my backyard in the pool, before we got the actual permanent pool installed, we had like one of those above-ground pools in the backyard. Uh-huh. And I remember getting, I remember just sitting there alone back there and praying and saying, God... I don't want to stop listening to Weird Al, but if you really want me to stop listening to Weird Al, send me a sign. And then like two seconds later, I tripped. (laughs) And I was like, that wasn't it. (laughs) That's God checking his inbox going, oh my God, this fucking kid again. If it's not fucking wishing for a tree frog, it's asking for permission to listen to Weird Al again. Fall over, I command thee. You fucking twat. I'm lying to God about having a tree frog. <laughs> Thinking he won't know. He won't notice. I'm like... <laughs> ah, sure. Dear God, you never believe what I did this weekend. I got a fucking tree frog and I called it Gilligan. <laughs> Please, please let me listen to Weird Al again. 
I know it's forbidden in the Old Testament, but I would really like to listen to his Jungle Cruise Skipper song again. There's no way that was my fault. No, I, I think she's just riled up now because of the last time. We should probably call this. Uh, should probably call this quits, or else my wife is gonna kill me. Oh. <laughs> Fuck, that was a good laugh. What do we close on? I mean, except for <laughs> except for all the music that we've been to. Yeah. Um, uh, boy. Well. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I got an evening ahead of me. Apparently. <laughs> um don't don't have kids. Don't lie about having kids. If you <laughs> and certainly don't lie about naming them Gilligan. <laughs> I told Mrs. Hustlestein that I had a kid over the weekend. <laughs> and it's yours. <laughs> All right. All right. En- enjoy whatever is at the end here. Yeah. everybody out there who's been working on the front line 24-7. Thank you for all your expertise, your love, your care, your humanity. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can never know what it's like. Your blood like when it freezes just like ice That the cold and lonely light that shines from you You wind up like the wreck you hide behind that mask you use 
did the things fool never went. Look at me, I'm a coming back again. Got a taste of love in a simple way. You need to know I tell standing, you just fade away. You know I'm still standing there and I ever did. Look like a tool of lava, feel like a little cat. You made were meant to cut me down. If love would get the circus, you'd be a clown by now. Bless you. Thank you.